0: From the Capital City, I'm Kevin Allen. Juneau Police are investigating yesterday's crash in the Valley. At around 2.53 in the afternoon yesterday, the Juneau Police Department received a report of a single vehicle crash in the 13,400 block of Glacier Highway near the Bay Ferry Terminal. It was reported that a dump truck crashed through the guardrail and went down an embankment. The driver was transported to the hospital for treatment of injuries. The crash is still under investigation. This year's cruise season in Juneau weighed in at about 74% capacity, according to the Cruise Line International Association. CLIA is a global trade association whose member lines are responsible for bringing in about 99% of the cruise traffic to the state of Alaska. They represent 16 member lines that currently cruise to the state in a given year. Vice President of Government and Community Relations, Renee Reeve, spoke to the season.
1: We always rank high among cruise passengers, and this season ranked right up with the rest of them as far as satisfaction, and we were really happy to see that because we know a lot of communities suffered from being able to find employees and businesses were short staffed, but I've got to say they really rolled out the red carpet for our visitors and we couldn't be more thankful and appreciative of our partners.
0: As for visitation...
1: We ended up roughly in the mid-70s over the entire season. Just like any other season, our seasons tend to start maybe a little less full and then their capacity rises and and peaks um, in August or so and then sort of settles back down in September and October. And I think this year was the same.
0: April 25th was the first cruise ship this year to Juneau, and next year it's scheduled to be the 17th. For the last ship, it was October eighteenth this year and next year'll be the twenty fifth. Reeve was asked for her thoughts on the season of band.
1: I think the season has expanded over the past few years anyway. Um as it's a very popular itinerary, right? And I think the season as as our, our fall comes a little bit later and maybe our spring comes a little bit earlier, people have a willingness to come here and an excitement to come here and it's a it's a huge draw for people. And some of those people probably prefer traveling on those shoulder shoulder ends of the season because there's fewer people, fewer other visitors. So I, I think you might see um, you know, one ship here, one ship there. I don't think you're going to see a huge expansion, but that doesn't surprise me at all.
0: Reeve says next year, visitation will be stronger.
1: I think we had a strong recovery this year, and our forecast is that we'll be um, stronger next year. And likely a return to um, the 2019 levels, if not a little bit higher. Again, we will continue to work with our partners in communities and um, businesses to make sure that we do everything we can to help with the impact of that.
0: Also, Juno Tourism Manager Alexandra Pierce spoke to this year's cruise season, which was also the first tour season where the city had a dedicated position that works with the cruise lines. Pierce broadly spoke to her observations of the season
2: of course like everyone we had some labor challenges that were felt throughout the industry and certainly felt by the city and um, that's something that we need to work on for next year but uh, it was nice to see things back and um, I am also glad that uh Things didn't start back full strength, so we had a little bit of time to bust the rust off and uh, ramp back up before things got busier.
0: Pierce says 74 percent visitor capacity this year helped businesses get used to visitors again.
2: We we ramped up um, and averaged out at about 74 percent, and um, I I think that that was good for the level that we had available. You know, uh, businesses felt really uncertain going into this and a lot of them couldn't really afford to take a risk and have it not pan out. So I think it was safer to operate at about 60% or so or plan to operate at 60% than to um, plan to operate at 100% and then have 60%. So um, from from that perspective and just helping these businesses get their feet back under them, um, it the season felt good.
0: Pierce highlighted a tourism survey that is out right now.
2: We're in the midst of our community tourism survey. Um, McKinley Research is taking calls, so um, or making calls, so if you see them pop up on your phone, realize that it doesn't have anything to do with the election and it's an opportunity to give the city really meaningful feedback about tourism.
0: A Coast Guard Air Station Sitka air crew rescued a man and his two dogs after his fishing vessel sank in Freshwater Bay southeast of Huna on Wednesday. At 4.48 in the morning on Wednesday, Coast Guard Sector Juno Command Center watchstanders overheard a mayday call from a mariner who stated his vessel was going down in the vicinity of Freshwater Bay. The individual confirmed that he and his two dogs were the only ones aboard the vessel before transmission ceased. Coast Guard personnel from stations Juno, Air Station Sitka, and the Coast Guard Cutter Douglas Denman launched to respond to the incident. The Jayhawk helicopter crew arrived on scene later that morning at seven hundred fifty six and located the individual on shore who was found wearing a survival suit and signaling the helicopter with a flare. The air crew retrieved the individual and the two dogs from shore and safely transported them to awaiting emergency medical services in Juneau. Mount Edgecumbe, at 3,200 feet, is on Kruzoff Island on the west side of Sitka Sound as part of the Mount Edgecumbe volcanic field, which includes the domes and craters of Crater Ridge. Ronnie Gripathan, an associate professor of geodesy at the UAF, talked about the Alaska Volcano Observatory's new research method.
3: What we've done is slightly different from past such analyses. We were able to analyze large volumes of satellite data quite rapidly in cloud computing environment that was developed by the alaska satellite facility here at uaf and that allowed us to analyze data that usually would have taken to several weeks to months within a few days
0: he spoke to what research they have found
3: starting in about august 2018 we saw surface uplift um and fairly constant rates over the last three and a half years. We related that to magma motion under edge come, where we believe that magma is migrating upwards starting at about from a reservoir at about twenty kilometers depth to shallower depth at about ten kilometers.
0: That's the fastest rate of volcanic deformation that we currently have in Alaska, as said. He emphasized though that an eruption is not
3: for what we know from our analysis, magma is still accumulating at about 10 kilometers. Seismic activity that we saw in early April of this year has subsided. Keeping an eye on the volcano, we have now ground-based instrumentation installed. There's a seismometer closer to the volcano and a GPS station to measure deformation too. We would expect you know, to see changes in the earthquake rate, in the earth characteristics, and also in the way the volcano is deforming before any eruption would take
0: place. The last eruption of Mount Edgecombe was 800 to 900 years ago. Hospice and home care under Catholic Community Services was ended Wednesday. The program was run under the nonprofit for 20 years, but due to staffing shortages, the program ended. Executive Director Erin walker Tolls explained the challenges experienced in the last year.
4: We have not been able to consistently be fully staffed with clinical staff. Nurses in particular have been very, very difficult to get. That means over the last year, there have been times when we only had two nurses or even a single nurse for periods of time instead of three to make sure that we could serve the entire community. And we finally got to the point this, this last month that our last uh, nurse had to move on and uh, we are without any nursing staff. And because of that, we've had to suspend the program services.
0: walker Doles said they had been providing the only hospice program and the only home health program in Juneau. She said conversations are ongoing to transfer the program over to Bartlett Regional Hospital.
4: What we looked at was um, would we be able to recover and get adequate staffing or um, would we not? And so when we looked at this, what we found was that when we had adequate staffing, we were able to make ends meet. Without adequate staffing, we were not able to meet community needs and we were not able to make financial ends meet either. Um, small nonprofits, have a hard time maintaining staff and also competing with larger businesses um, for staff because we don't have – we can't do signing bonuses. We don't have the same level of um, benefits and stuff. And so what we are looking at is partnering with Bartlett, uh, and we're having conversations with them to see if Bartlett will take on the program
0: Catholic Community Services, Aaron Walker tolls If Alaska's state legislators remove constituents' comments or block them on social media, they may forfeit state paid legal protection, according to a new social media policy adopted by the Legislative Council earlier this month. Representative Sarah Hannon, chair of the council, spoke to the policy while on Action Line.
1: Over the last year, uh, at least three members of the legislature had been sued. Um, over uh, po- actions those lawmakers had taken on their social media accounts to either block or de- to not allow as much access to all users. Um, and the policy that was passed is uh designed um, and informed by what is evolving in the courts and is happening across the nation to make sure that uh, the legislature's guidelines encourage legislators to not infringe on people's free speech
0: rights. Hannon said the policy only applies to lawmakers and their employees. The opening of the new Teal Street Center, a planned hub for a variety of nonprofits, are looking at a 2023 opening. Deal Street Center will serve Juno and the surrounding Southeast region and will lease space to numerous partner organizations, creating a one-stop service location.
5: You'll see if you, if you drive by that the building is fully closed in. We have windows. Uh, we have the weather wrapping on. If you were to walk inside, there's even drywall going up, which really makes it feel like the space is starting to take shape.
0: That's campaign coordinator Sarah Chappell. They had originally hoped for a fall opening.
5: In terms of the construction timeline, we were initially hoping the building would be ready for occupancy by the end of the year. It looks like it's going to be more like early 2023 before we're able to open our doors to the public. Um, But honestly, we feel like the build has been going really well with pretty limited delays, despite all the concerns that everybody hears about supply chain issues over over the past um, year,
0: she said the price escalated dramatically. With initial hopes at six million, she said it is looking like a total project cost of ten
5: point three. That's a pretty serious jump, and um, we made the decision a year ago that we were going to push forward with construction because we felt like it was so important to get our doors open and start serving patrons as. As soon as possible, and um, in that time, we have done a great job of securing funding. We've secured about nine point six million dollars of that of, of that total ten point three. And we have a couple of important grants that are out there pending right now that that we're hopeful about. We also have a local goal, and um, we're calling that the the home stretch, the home stretch goal. Is the final $250,000 for Teal Street Center. That home stretch is going to help us open our doors. It's going to it's going to make sure that we start serving folks as as soon as possible.
0: Chapel said that once the doors do open, they expect to be at 100% capacity with eight nonprofits and social service organizations that work with seniors, youth, low-income households, and people who experience disabilities. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. For News of the North, this is Kevin Allen.